All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts, and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to real life, everyone. <laughs> what is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? Welcome in episode 356 of the Real Life Podcast. Tyler Remchuk, Bag Milk, Wanye, bag, Bagged Milk of the fastest growing podcast in the Edmonton metropolitan area. That's right. Come on. That's right. There's no way this is a metropolitan area either, right? I only have one beef with his new podcast. You want to hear what it is? You haven't been on it? He won't let me because he well, started at the top of the food chain with Frank Valley. <laughs> actually, Frank's the least mm-hmm. downloaded episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Who's the most downloaded guest? Guest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Tyler. Okay. You, Here's you. what's going to happen. I'm going to start up my own hockey website, and it's going to shit kick <laughs> both of you, and then I'll have my own podcast that you guys can't come on. <clears throat> well, the thing is, I want to have you on mine, but... I I fully understand that it's going to go forever. The con, like the the interview, or so I can't have you on it. my podcast because my podcast will go forever. No, just, this is the most ridiculous. It's just right now. I've snub. got no time. I can talk briefly. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Then we don't have to. I, mean, I want to dive into weird shit. Okay. Just know, with every single person that goes on better late than never. I know you're putting them ahead of me <laughs> on the friendship ladder of life. <laughs> I haven't had a guest the last two weeks. I'm too busy. I can't do it. I think you've turned into J Cole. You think you don't need features and oh, I think no, you're going to no, do no, it all yourself. What is your M check into? Right I don't now? know. I'm Fucking Mike fell off the table. Good thing we're here. Yeah. You've got, you've had him on your pod. He can't even put a mic stand together. <laughs> that is true. Look at me. Fuck. We were going to be roommates though. So I had to have him on. We had never been roommates before. That was good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm almost set up here. Well, All right. Uh, podcast brought to you by the HGA group. You know I called like, them yesterday for real and said, this is just like on the podcast that I heard. And then they laughed and said, that's your own podcast. You're quoting. Fuck. This is not going Can we well. just like 
this is I, this is the second or third time I've seen this microphone fall off while I've been recording with you. Mm-hmm. Is there yep. is there no better solution than this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe you guys should talk when you go on this podcast for your second appearance before I get to go on my first. <laughs> Maybe you could do a podcast just about how you fix that mic stand. Tyler does text me about my podcast a lot. The numbers are smashing, man. Yeah. You had an episode... And granted, we think we may have figured out a secret to getting our downloads up, which is huge. Um, but you had an episode that's done better than I think any episode of real life. It's it got more numbers than Oilers Nation Radio as well. Yeah, I don't like this uh, for a few reasons. One, <laughs> I haven't been on the show. I'd just like to add that in case anybody listening to this podcast is comparing podcasts. And two, I think it's like when Wham broke up, and you're George Michael, and I'm the other guy in Wham. I'm Does anybody remember that. what the other guy did? Wasn't his name also one? Yeah. No, there yes, was a Wanye. The guy from Wham. There's uh, Boys to Men has a Wanye. Really? Yeah, and in Motown, Philly, right before they go and do an acapella thing, they Back go to life. and they go, "Hey, Wanye, check this out. See if this one moves you." I'm like, "Damn!" We Boys should just get men. that a bumper. On we this should podcast. make that a button. Yeah, or a button. That's good. Check, see if this one moves you. I've been, there's been two things I've been meaning to do. Clean up the podcast studio. It's a shit show. Right yeah, it looks now. great. And update the buttons that we got. That should be one of them. Absolutely should be one of them. You will come on my podcast, but I need time. I'm pretty busy. And then you know what we'll do? We'll start. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. We'll start leaving you off the first five minutes of every episode. Then you'll have that as like your intro music. Like you're a wrestler. I'll just come up through the floor. What up? Well, that's great. I hope you have a great solo career, George, and you don't need to worry about me and all the Wham fans. We'll make something else happen for ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What was the other guy's name? Excellent. Google that podcast real quick. Yeah, if you can get internet. Other George Michael, I believe. Yeah, lesser George Michael. I think. Uh, Andrew Ridgely. That can't be right. Yeah, that's not a real person. No, nope, that's me. Andrew Wanye Ridgely. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Other half of Wham. Sorry, guys. One sec. I, uh, I forgot I, I was going to slow cook ribs today and I forgot to do it before I left. So I got a text instructions. Oh, I thought you had like an app that was going to allow your slow cooker to turn on by... I wish, I wish I had that kind of like those cool ovens that you can program from your phone. That's the future. That's Jetson's shit. Some Jetson's shit. There we go. I have a few topics. All right. Tuesday because I'm an amazing hands-on parent and shit happens quick in the dad world. You posted the most adorable little photo of uh little Wanye the other day on, on Twitter. Oh, with his little tracksuit and his little vest. Yeah. I thought he looked great. That one chap, I, have, I don't, can't remember the name off the top of my head. He's always like, how's Wanye Jr. doing? Like you are a stylish hearted man. I, I find just, it amazing that he is what almost two. Well, he's sixteen months, but if you go by skills, he's seven months old. But he is looking fresh. He's looking fresh. When I was a baby, yep. I was sixteen months old. I'm pretty sure I was just wearing ponchos. He doesn't speak yeah. and he doesn't walk, and he is long past the milestones for both. And really? it's because he doesn't want to talk. Has no need. He can point. He delegates. He has parents that do whatever the hell he says. Why would you need to talk? And why would you need to walk? And the doctor goes. Because his head's so big. He has a very high center of gravity. And I'm like, that's fucked up. And I go talk to Grandma Wanya. And she's like, oh, you had that too when you were little. <laughs> Our one enormous time, heads. One of the, my favorite times ever is you and I went to the mall. This was a long time oh, ago now. No. And you were looking for a hat. No. And you gave your hat size. And the guy's like, you can have that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I go into the hat store. You're not cheering for any particular team. 
And I say, what do you have in a seven and seven eighths or an eight? And they go, now you're a Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> fan. And I say, go Pirates. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, sir, you can have this one hat from the Korean Baseball League. That's right. Most of their games start at 3 a.m. And you're like, well, that's my life now. I need a hat. I don't want to get sunburned. We had a hat for a Heritage Classic application made on behalf of Quebec City <laughs> that was never approved. You can wear that hat in a size eight. Oh. <laughs> you have an Oilers Stanley Cup Championship 2006 hat. I've seen one of those. Yeah? I sent you the photos. Yeah, remember, I was yeah. watching an international prison documentary. What? Oh, right. Now I remember. Yeah. It was well, the most okay. random place of all yes, time. Yes, I have screenshots yes, yes, of it. Yes, yes, He sent it to me. And these prisoners were doing like a... They were laying pipe in the prison yard, not, you know, that's yeah. Sort. yeah. And this poor <laughs> bastard at this prison had an Edmonton Oilers 2006 Stanley Cup champion shirt on. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Donate. What? It just in the sense that. Would the, you go those, to that jail just to wear that shirt? I would. Yeah, of course. Fucking right. So yeah, like, give me that shirt, buddy. I need to up my cloud anyway. Yep. Don't anyway. they burn them now? Well, nah, maybe now, but in 2006, they donated them. Yeah. Smart. I'd, yeah, no. To a Honduran prison somehow. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So I that, wasn't checking the Zoom meeting room. Mm-hmm. Do you think Chalmers has been like trying to get Absolutely in? Absolutely not. Whatever. No, Chalmers doesn't have anything to say. Jay's in a meeting. Yeah. Found out today Jay might not be going to Nashville with us. Why is that? He's a businessman. Oh. So that's upsetting for me. Um, no, but he's having a baby. Yeah. I what know. Is, that, is there a arrival date? Somewhere Nashville around trip. Nashville. Trip. Oh, is that why? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is why. So you're rattled that he'd rather witness the birth of his child than come to Nashville. It's a real problem with priorities, is what Tyler thinks. You know what, Yamchuk? Next time you have a kid, not last time, next time. Yeah, we're not going to let you go to Nashville just so you nope. see how it feels. Or we'll all go to Nashville and leave you behind while you have a baby. That's the best way. Or to do you'll it. make me go to Nashville alone. Or we'll buy you a baby <laughs> in Nashville and you have to go get it. Uh, how was the All Star Game? I haven't seen you. Oh yeah, uh, I spent the first half of the last podcast telling stories, so I'll be yeah, brief. Yeah, I listened. It was cool. Yeah. Um, really neat. You fucking spoke to Gary Bettman, dude. Yeah, I did. Isn't that wild? Go on. I said, uh, hello, Gary Bettman. I said, Tyler Remtrick, daily face off. You uh, did? Yes, he did. Yeah. I posted on my Instagram. I, I was proud of, of him. It's Tyler Remtrick, daily face off. Uh, wondering if you had a comment on the Calgary Flames arena situation and how uh, that seat sort of fell apart. And what did he say? That's an important question. And he looked right at me and I was like, it is, it is. Oh my God. I was very proud of him. Then asked Connor that question. And yeah, that was great. And he was like, that's a good question. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go on Connor. I know that you got an important question and a good question. Did you get any bumpers from the Oilers saying that they watch real life? Of course not. No. Because you said something about that's not my job. And I was like, but it would be your job because you're the fucking podcast <laughs> producer and you're the all-star. But game. it's not the time for it. You know, that I would agree with. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it though. No, I didn't. I see. Got scared. Did you win a thousand dollar chip? Yes. At Park MGM. Did you keep it? No. Threat. You wanted me to like not cash it in? No, no, no. I mean like, did you leave with a thousand dollars in your pocket from the casino? Then? Oh, I left. Yeah. I went up to my room Good with a thousand bucks and I FaceTimed my girlfriend and I was like, Amber, Amber, look how much money I want. Yes. And then I just flipped the FaceTime camera around and I was like, one, two, and like counted up. And she was like, what the hell? And I was like, you'll yeah. never see me again. Yeah. Cause what time of the day was that when it fell into the group chat? It was just a, a, yeah, a, it was a just a thousand dollar chip with no context from our man at the office. It would have been like flexing. It would have been like 1am yeah. or whatever. That, like this I saw time. it and I was like, Mm-mm-mm. maybe like 12. He's not going to have that chip. What do you up in the morning i can tell you that no i did i did actually walk out of vegas with money though like in my wallet right now i still got american cash i got like 400 bucks american okay which is more than i went to the states with if you can do that it was a good trip yeah and i spent like two weeks there too i spent a good amount of cash you were in vegas Didn't for I? two weeks oh, i was no. in vegas for five days yeah. phoenix for or vegas for four days phoenix for six days i also miss facetiming your girlfriend by the way what we don't bring that up 
Yeah. We don't bring that up. Oh, I see. You were together when you. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I think she did too. Well, yeah, it's a fond memory for her. <laughs> um, it's become a little bit of, it's become a little bit of a meme. That I specific you video. video. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, oh God. I'll show it to you after. Yeah. Oh, well, it's the no. fucking best. It's not my best moment. Well, I'm glad you came out with at least a thousand dollars. That's mm-hmm. a good kill. Mm-hmm. What were you playing? Blackjack. Only blackjack. A uh, hand or two. Just one at a time. How much? Uh, during the day, you could get $15 a hand and then always five bucks on Buster Blackjack. You got to. I made so much money on fucking Buster Blackjack. It was insane. There was two times. So I, five bucks. And if the dealer busts on six cards, you get a hundred bucks. Plus you win your hand of blackjack, right? So there was twice on the trip where I hit the hundred dollar one. So that was huge. And there was two more times or three more times where I hit the $60 win as well. So I was just loving the side bets too. It used to be a, back in the Vegas. day at Palace Casino, there was a slot. You could take your chip and put it down and it mm. would light up when you had the extra dollar. I think it was just a dollar, mm. but the vertical play, it was exciting. Um, so they had Vegas Golden Knights themed tables where if you put your chip on the little Vegas Golden Knights button, and you got a blackjack, they would spin a little Vegas Golden Knights wheel. Come on. And you would win anywhere from like an extra 20 to an extra like $70,000 was like the jackpot. Courtesy of the Golden Knights. Courtesy of the Golden Knights. When's the last time the Oilers gave you any money at the blackjack table? Nope. Zero. Um, They did actually. This is the one story I didn't share. I don't want to keep talking about all-star stories because I'm sure people are sick of them. No. Um, But when I just think you're balling now mm -hmm. talking about all the money you got. (laughs) When we were sitting in the press box for the all-star game, the, uh, little Vegas PR people came around with black gift bags with a gold all-star game logo on them. Short people, little Vegas. Yeah, yeah, very small. Very small. So they're running around the black gift bags with the gold, golden, whatever, all-star game logo. And Bill Foley gifted all the media members a nice bottle of wine from his, uh, one of his wineries. Did you enjoy it? Bill Foley has wine. Oh, the owner of the golden. Yeah. Damn, Uh, that's ball. What else was in the gift bag? Uh, a deck of all gold playing cards with Golden Knights logos on them and a little note saying, thank you for coming. That's yeah. a nice touch. That's a very nice, nice touch. I don't know if they do that like every all-star game or if that was like a Vegas only thing, but it was very cool. And the wine's good. You already drank it? Yeah. Good for you. I, I waited till I wine could, guy. I waited till Amber was around and I shared it with her, obviously. Just but. you fanning yourself with money, drinking yeah, red yeah, wine yeah. from the owner of the Golden Knights. <laughs> hey, that was three days in Vegas. You know, it was amazing. Looking out on my fourth floor view of Park MGM, which is just a bunch of air conditioner units. And I felt shame because there's two elevators there. There's one for floors like 13 to 25. Then there's one for four floors, four to 12. Uh oh. Mm. So at mm-hmm. the end of the night, it was like me, McKenna Burnside. I'm like, all right, guys, let's head up to the room. And they both go to the 13 to 25 elevator. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> you take the same elevator, go to 13, take the stairs down <laughs> yeah. one story. Eh? That's what I do. Yeah. On the floor 12. One morning they were fixing the AC units oh, on the roof no. that I looked over. And I was like, what the fuck's going on outside? And look at their like, wrenches and shit. Life what? goes on, man. Yep. Um, Vegas is amazing because you can find yourself having an amazing moment and you're at the club and the yeah. bottles and the sparklers. And 30 seconds later, you're staring at an ocean of air conditioners on a ceiling outside your room. Like it's a city of contrast. I guess mm-hmm. is my point. And it's just like the ability for randomness in Vegas is always the best. You know, there was one guy on a bridge in Vegas who just had like an instrumental going and he would rap, but not stop. And then he'd rap about you. Right. So someone would be coming by in like a pair of black Nikes and he'd be like, yo, you got the black Nikes on blah, 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 blah. Like fam? spit a whole verse. No, Cause he didn't rap about me anytime. I walked uh, by. Yeah. I'm too basic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of rap, do we need to do an ad before we speak of rap? Shout out to Twig and Berries promo code nation 15 gets you 15% off at Twig and Berries. Get your wardrobe ready for spring. And also make sure you take care of your downstairs area with their nutsack underwear. 
Fair. <laughs> Fair. I watched Genius <laughs> on that note. I watched the Kanye West documentary Genius. Oh, I, it, I might watch it tonight. It's very, very. How good. many parts is it? Three. Oh, I'm going to. How long that. each? Well, hour and a half, I think. Wow. So it's oh, like a four I'm and a half hour. Oh, man. And it wow. flew by. Like really? some of the footage of it. I, how do you feel about me talking about it? Do you want it all to be a surprise or. Leave you know, any- Kanye West a rapper. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, I've rapper. seen a few clips on Instagram. Um, so nothing will be like a crazy shock to me, but. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you a little bit because it's interesting. And maybe people who listen to this show that wouldn't listen to or watch that normally will give it a go because it's not Kanye married to Kim Kardashian. What's there. the timeline first before you go on? Birth. Oh, okay. Full, full, the full, full trilogy. Baby. All right. So okay. starts out birth and we're working our way through. And so they're talking, they're, these guys started making a documentary about Kanye seven and a half years ago. Yeah. And they've just been with him since. So imagine all the shit that's happened in the seven and a half years mm-hmm. of going around since right? they've got amazing footage where early- I imagine he had final cut, right? Has to oh, be. he spazzed on Twitter and said, if you don't give me final cut, I'm going to lose yeah, my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still like the footage that they have is just incredible. Like imagine if you could watch a documentary of your life because they've been following you around. So they have really amazing conversations with his mom, Donda, mm-hmm. right? And she untimely passed away young. This has had a huge impact on Kanye. And there's this scene where he gets burnt. He didn't have a good start to his career. Nobody wanted him to rap. There's amazing um, scenes of him bringing completed songs from his first album to Rockefeller records and playing them for people. And they're just like, mm-hmm. uh, he plays all falls down yeah. for that receptionist. And she just like blows them off. She was an A&R lady. She was oh, a lady okay. who worked for oh, Rockefeller okay. to find new musicians and Kanye is making hits and he, she plays she's all falls down. She's like, nah, and starts talking to somebody. And there's a funny scene where she interrupts him. But she's like, I need to get a Blackberry. I hear those things are amazing now. She so can kind of get a feel for what era they're in. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't take Kanye seriously at all. There's photos of a really? video of him at a, Rockefeller party and he walks by like a line and Jay-Z shaking hands. He's like, hello, Jay-Z. And Jay-Z's like, get out of here. You're basically a bum. And he's like, Ugh. like he wasn't a big deal. He's worked very, very hard, man. And no one believed in Kanye, but Kanye, especially early on. Like the amount of shit he was taking in this documentary was impressive. That's uh, now I'm thinking back to that concert he did with the feature by Drake a little while ago, mm. how he couldn't get attention early on is what you're saying. And then now fast forward to that concert. And I'm just thinking about hit after hit after hit. The fucking guy's catalog is it's nuts. unbelievable. Even in those days though, like the music he was putting out, they have videoed his first apartment in Newark, New Jersey. Oh. It's crazy. It's like a bedroom, a music studio uh, and a atrium and a pool table. That was his apartment. But most of it was just him playing pool with his buddies while he's recording songs. But like he plays Jesus walks. And like, as we know, that song was immense and he had it like four years earlier completed. And he's just like here. And then you hear them playing it. Right. It shows him meeting with rappers and like pitching them songs. And he wants to be in the songs too. And they're just like, why don't you just give me that song? And he's like, I'm not giving you shit. Fuck you, pay me. And he just passes at them and stuff. I don't know. It was very, very interesting. I like Kanye. I like Kanye too. 2021 Kanye, 2022 Kanye is a part of a longer story. Yeah. And you can't, It's more complex than just saying that guy's a nut. And sometimes if you're really, really talented at numerous things, you're not very good at other things. And I think that expecting guys like Kanye or even an Elon or something to also be able to make sure that they pick up their dry cleaning on time and act all normal. I just think it's unrealistic of them. If you have Jesus walks in your head and no one's ever heard it, but you like, you're going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I loved it. You got to watch it. Back. I can, can't wait. If you can stop it. your fucking record setting podcasting for 30 fucking seconds. Uh, yeah, it's, it's on my list. I'll probably crush it in a sitting. Oof. Probably. Uh, if I got, well, it's there's time two we games live in. this weekend. 
maybe t- you know what tomorrow night friday well i'm just kind of that's my plan for tomorrow night i'm gonna watch all of it tyler tyler's zoned out he doesn't care no i'm checking your podcast downloads from today oh yeah my God. fantastic stop it my podcast is very good. You know what? I bet George Michael was happy when he started releasing <laughs> solo songs and they're like, oh, Wham's not doing so well. And he's like, I don't care about Wham. I care about all the podcasts I'm on. And the ones you're not on? Of course. Of course. <laughs> yep. Uh, Oilers? I also got Suitcase and the Scribes downloads up as well in the easiest way possible. <laughs> that is... Implementing a new trick? <laughs> yeah. Implement- no, not putting even- it on the website. <laughs> yeah. we. That is a lot of inside baseball stuff that we don't need to share on the podcast. But um, <laughs> You're welcome, McKenna. Yeah, That's why he gets the high elevator to ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Fun times. Fun, fun times around these here. <laughs> is it? Man. Or is that your podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's fire. It's where I love my mixtape. I would love to talk about the Oilers. I think the Oilers have a different vibe right now. Yep. This is a coach who's very positive. Yep. All the messaging, all the words that come out of his mouth, nothing's about him. He is standing in front of bullets like fucking Neo in the Matrix. Like standing in front of them with his hands on his hips. Mm-hmm. Oh, the hero poses? Get out of here. So funny. He's so proud of himself, and I think it's well-deserved. And he's hungry, man. Yeah. Nobody wants that job more than Jay Woodcroft. And he's communicating effectively. The players seem to be responding to it. I played a clip from Warren Fogle that uh, was, I mean, actually, where he was just talking about how detailed everything is and how it's so much easier when everybody knows what they're doing. That was a shot across the bow. Oh, yeah. Tippy top. Oh, yeah. But I like it. I'm here for the beef sells record. I'm I just want to see it. wins, baby. I don't care who coaches the team. A baby could coach this team for all I care. They're playing different though to me. You know, they are men. Your M check. Tell me all sorts of smart shit. This guy's doing differently than I don't know. I was going to play the, uh, yeah, play oh, the no. Warren Fogel clip. Well, I, I was going to play the Warren Fogel thing, but what do you think is happening right now? You can't connect to the, the roadcaster. Not connected to the roadcaster. Correct. Yeah. Ah, now we might be. Do you think Jay would notice if I just stole the roadcaster? To well, I have your issues? own. I got one, but like I'm having issues. All right, here let's uh, let's take a listen to what Warren Fogel had to say. Actually, no, we're not because mm-hmm. it's not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here, I'll be I'll be Warren Fogel. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Warren Fogel. Are you wearing your handsome boy glasses? You know I am. Coach Tippett didn't do his job properly, <laughs> and now we're getting properly coached. <laughs> That's crazy. Why would Warren Whoa. Fogel say that? It's man. wild he would say that about his Warren. former coach. Jeez, professionalism. You got to keep that shit locked you down, homie. Keep it on the DL. That's mm-hmm. inside baseball shit. Yep. I don't know what that means, your M check, but I felt inside when you said it. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't going to work. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Heaven forbid I have the technology unwrapped. It's not like that's one of the things I get paid to do. Wow. Well, happens. You got yeah. your gambling to fall back on. You'll yeah, details. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Well, uh-huh. your Amtrak, tell me some smart guy stuff about how Woodcroft's running the team differently. Therefore better. Um, I think it's too early to give like, what are some first impressions then? They Humor are playing, us. they're playing more inspired. Like they play, it seems like there's more effort. You are standing guys up at the blue line. That's, that's insanely noticeable. That's actually the tangible difference. I think a lot They're of rotating people lines differently too, right? They're not playing his minutes usage on. art is way more spread out. Yep. Um, like even last game, I mean, Darnell nurse only played 22 minutes, I think. And only 11 of them were at five on five. Like Woodcroft's just finding a way to get everyone going a little bit. And I think it's something that maybe I didn't even realize was as big of a problem as it was. Cause you look at a game where they'd lose and it'd be like, okay, David and dry settle. We're at like 27 minutes, right? And you'd go, well, no, they had to play him that much because like they were trying to get back in the game. But then you even look back to the LA game. You fall behind one nothing early 
and everyone just keeps the same level of minutes, you eventually come back in the game because all four lines are generating momentum and getting chances to play. And it's not like you're going out if you're Derek Ryan or Warren Fogel having a good shift and then sitting for six minutes because they got a power play and then McDavid and Drysaddle rotated for the last four minutes, right? Like I think getting everyone going like that is really, really important. And it's something Woodcroft's doing that I didn't even maybe think was as big of a problem as it was, like I said. And Coach Manson seemingly has got these little boys eating some spoonful of cement and toughening up. They look tough. Marcus yeah. Niemelainen is Where did he a, come from. Where is this? Gentleman? He was drafted the same year as McDavid. What round? I'm the 70th? Yeah, something like that. But that kid hits like a truck. Well, he just sort of showed up as like an electron orbiting around Dave Manson. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, picked in the same year as Yessa Pugliarvi, 2016. What round? Uh, third rounder, second pick over 63rd overall. So like a decently high yeah. pick. That's just taken a long time so he's to been get in, here. Sometimes it takes a minute. And he's been hanging and now he just came up to the big show or was he in Europe or what was happening? Yeah, he would, he would have been over in Europe for a few years. So they drafted him. Like I said, 2016 played one more season in the Ontario hockey league. And then he went over, played four years in the SM Leisure, Leisure, which, which, which one is that? Uh, that would be Finland. Ah, um, he is a Finn. Did he see Yessie come back to Edmonton and was like, now I also Edmonton and then tried really hard or what has happened? to be. It's the only thing that makes sense. I also find it interesting that Jay Woodcroft is really leaning on the guys he knows from Bakersfield, like Ryan McLeod killing penalties. Yeah. That's new. His five on five minutes are down a little, but he's playing four line center, but he is killing penalties. You know who else's big. minutes are down? Devin Shore. Oh, way down, way down. He played 257 last night. No game. way he plays tonight, right? The Devonshire apologists are spinning in their graves. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he is that Wolverine meme with the picture mm-hmm. holding the tip yeah. pip photo, you know? Uh, Chris Chalmers is joining us for a oh. pop-in brought well, to you by DoorDash well. and Oodle Noodle. Didn't he say like two seconds ago he couldn't do it? Um, yeah. And then he was, he asked, are we doing this? And I remembered that I forgot to hit send on the zoom link. It was just sitting in my text box. So it's partially on me here, Charles. I do not have time for this. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell kind of incompetence is not sending the link. (laughs) To be fair, you said you'd make it today. How you doing boy? Doing good. Yeah. I just kind of make it. I just kind of make it there today. That's all. Ah, Chalmers, are you watching Genius on Netflix? No, what is it? The Kanye documentary? Oh, God, enough with Kanye. No, you are wrong. You are wrong. This is young Kanye documentary, Chalmers. You don't know. This isn't current Kanye. This is a guy who's had a film crew following him around for seven and a half years, Kanye. Did we already know? Did we know ahead of like that he had a camera crew like that? No. And I know that people listening to this show are like, we already talked about this one, but Chalmers wasn't here. And really, this is a conversation between me and him. Well, and also, I want to get your guys' take on the Super Bowl halftime show because I didn't, you guys weren't here on Tuesday. Yeah. Chalmers, did you like the Super Bowl halftime show? You were probably like, oh, 50 Cent, why is he upside down? I've never seen his first video. So that's I exactly know. what Chal- uh, hey, Tyler, yeah. Tyler said. You said he that. didn't know in the club. Oh, I didn't know the end. When I saw people on Twitter being like, why is 50 set upside down? I was like, it wouldn't know. last a second on the dance floor. Cowboys. Not on not a second. It was I know the song. The I just didn't know. That was the reason. The Sorry. reason I loved it as much as I did is because of the age that I'm at. I mean, those were all hugely influential <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. acts in my life. And, it was one of those ones you know, where when, it was one of those ones where everybody complains about the halftime show for having old people music. And mm-hmm. then this year where we're like, Hey, this is for us. And then wait a minute. It was like, Oh wait, I know what oh, that means. Wait a minute. <laughs> we're old now. Shit. I listen to songs all the time on, uh, is it one Oh seven? Yep. 
And I'm like, these aren't oldies. I'm like, oh my God, they are oldies. This song that I think is brand new from Nelly came out in 2001. Yep. Well, I thought the, I thought the halftime show was like really, really, really good. I knew obviously like with having five or six artists that you weren't going to get as much of one as you would have liked. And maybe you were going to get a little more of another one that you didn't want, you didn't care for. Um, all in all, like I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Like 50 cent was, was good. I, the first thing I thought of, and Wanya, you can remember this, but when he came out into club and he was the first kind of guy to rock like thick banded, uh, tank tops, right? Like the thick, thick band. <laughs> and I remember after I saw the in the club video, I went and purchased myself about <laughs> 10 of them in different colors. And I would run those things so hard. That's part so of your signature it look. Cool. It was my signature look backwards, Kango and a, and a, and a couple of and chains. A wide, oh yeah. A couple chains on couple chains. Two if you were chains. walking down the street with your girlfriend, your M truck, and you saw Kangle tank top chalmers with a bloody CRX. And if you, you wouldn't have kept your girlfriend, you just cross the, cross the that's street. That's right. Or she's going to be leaving in a purple CRX room, room. But I didn't like, I, and I, so my first reaction to him hanging upside down and like wearing a tank top was like, man, 50 is getting old, but he looks good. Yeah. And then everybody was like killing him. Look like 51 being, oh, cent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Recycled joke. Oh, 50 cent turned into $1. It wasn't. First of all, that's not funny. Number two, <laughs> I thought he looked great. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I thought he looked still jacked and shit. Like he's jacked, but he's like, bust, he's like Busta Rhymes Jack. Yeah. He's like, he just, right? he's a thick boy. He had like a couple his of arms are big. Sure. And his chest is big and he's working out, but he's, also got a thick boy situation. He's got that vitamin water yeah. money, man. He doesn't know. You got, got time for this shit. Yeah. I understand the song selection for Eminem with lose yourself. I get it. You know, it's a real pump up sort of like sports anthem. You could call it right. But man, I, I would have, it's not my favorite Eminem song. So like there's other songs I would have rather heard from him. What would the you have rather heard? Thing, I'm curious. Cause I was, um, I was playing the well, game I mean, where as people were like, coming out, I was going to, I was trying to guess in my head what song they were going to play. So for Eminem, yeah. when he started doing, it, I was like, oh, okay, well I get it. Like it makes sense. And then I Googled makes, how old that fucking song is at this point. It's mm. 20 years old now. It's 20 years old. Were you surprised but by like, Mary J. Blige's song? She sang? Not really. That's I didn't even hit. know it. And I, and you know me, I loved Mary J. Back in the day. You like, didn't know that song. She played no she more drama. Like, than the other I one. didn't really know that song all that mm. well. Family affair. Family fans. I could have done yeah. without Mary J. If you could have swapped you can't out have five guys perform no lady in 2022 at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you fair. can't say that in 2022. Yeah. You gotta have Mary J. But like the, the Dr. Dre, the Dr. Dre uh, pr production board that he was using. That was kind of funny. Like yeah. he just kind of sang, you know, a bit of his song, a bit of 2001 and that's about it. And then just stood at that board. Like he was producing the damn thing. Oh, the like, I'm sure they told him don't do that. Do you want to know what's hilarious is the amount of people that were surprised when the photo came out of Snoop Dogg smoking weed. I thought he was going to just have one going while he performed. That's what I thought. Like, Oh my God. Biggest chronic on earth smokes weed. Before while the CEO of the yet. NFL lays an egg in the crowd. Yep. Guy probably can't perform without getting baked up. When I went to the, this is small flex, but I went to the New York, uh, anniversary of the Source Awards show. Remember the Source Awards where he's like, if you don't want an executive producer dancing, your videos come to death row. Remember that? No. There was. A, I just remember the Source Awards show for having a brawl. That was same, every single same one. one. Of them. So there was one in New York and like the height of the East Coast, West Coast stuff. And Suge Knight went on stage and said, if you want to change labels and come over to a label where the executive producer doesn't dance in your videos, meaning Puff Daddy, come to death row. 
So I went yeah. to the the anniversary show of that in New York. I went by myself and I sat like special American Express club holder seat thingy solo, right? And all these like 90s gangsters that had gotten away with it were there with their wives and stuff. And they were wearing like fur coats and shit. It was really, really cool. But Snoop was half the show was West Coast people and half the show was East Coast people. So I probably saw 30 rappers perform in one night. It was an unbelievable wow. show. It was crazy. Dr. Dre had just sold to Beats by Dre. He was there. Eminem was there, I think. Anyway, Snoop Dogg was there. And he was smoking these huge joints all show. Torpedoes. Just smoking him and smoking him. And people are giving him weed and blah, blah, blah. And he's dancing. And like, they're all kind of older. So they can't do back-to-back songs because they get tired. And Snoop, <laughs> Puff come out, and Snoop goes, I'm finally starting to feel high. And Puff Daddy's like, you've been chain smoking weed since dress rehearsal. And they like had this argument on stage about Snoop smoking too much weed. It was just so funny. funny. Like even among rappers, they're like, oh, Snoop. So the fact that he didn't go on stage lighting one up was quite funny. It was fun. I know the Super Bowl halftime show was amazing. But then what it led me into because it was so good. I watched the up and smoke tour on YouTube. Oh, later oh that my God. Night. The best. Absolute yeah, best. Yeah, dude. With the big low rider they come mm-hmm. out in. Dude, when they, I've seen the clip a lot recently where they start. I think that song's called 2001, right? Or is it Dre Day? What's that song called? Which one? The one that they played at the very beginning. The one with the. I think it's Dre Day, isn't it? I don't remember. I don't know. But, and they come on the low rider and they start bouncing their hands and it's, God, it gets the place going. So it was the very first song they played in the uh, in the halftime show. Yeah, I just remember what it's called. Isn't it still DRE? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Still DRE. Piano? Still DRE. Still DRE. Still DRE. Scott Storch pianos. Oh, that was later. Cling, 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 cling. Poor Scott Storch didn't get the yeah, that was. You know. Nah, he's yeah. doing right for himself though. Is he? Oh yeah. He's he not. had that mini documentary on YouTube yeah, yeah, about yeah. a year ago. He's making a lot of gems like, again. If you follow him on Insta, he's working all. I follow him on Insta, so that makes me happy. But just that documentary seemed like a real bummer. Like everybody turned their back on him, mm-hmm. but he came back. He bounced back. Well, that's good. Shout out to Scott Storch. What'd you guys, what'd you guys think of the uh, bridge to the young people by having Kendrick in there? Sick. Kendrick's the best. I, was, I didn't realize how good. small he is. Yeah. Did you um, notice the detail in the set too, when you were looking down on Kendrick it was and the, you could see that the whole map was basically the city of Los Angeles, like a map of the city yeah. of Los Angeles. That's cool. I was surprised with Kendrick's Man, song cool. choice. Yeah. I, really? I, I, I felt bad bit. for the, I felt I feel bad for the 60% of people that couldn't see inside the houses though. Cause they had their back. Oh, everybody from behind. I thought they yeah, rotate. Like, Cause like Kendrick would have been on that backside. Right. I was watching some TikTok videos of people that were there and they were just filming the back of the stage. And it was very funny. Cause you can uh, just see the back of the stage or I the back of the dog or whatever. I think I heard a stat that that was the only other time where the ratings for the Super Bowl went up during the halftime show. Mm-hmm. I heard that. And the only the other, other one, one was like Michael Jackson or something. I watched the Michael Jackson Super Bowl performance the other day. It was unbelievable. What Super Bowl was that? It was, I think it was in LA. Yeah. So like a long time ago. 80s, like late yeah. 80s. But he shoots out of the ground and lands yeah, on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. and then stands there in his flex pose. Now, remember, like the Super Bowl halftime show isn't very long, right? No. He probably stood there for 35 seconds, not even blinking with his shades on. And the crowd just losing their shit. And all he did was stand there and they started moonwalking. Woo-wee! Well, I got my- a question for you guys. Which one did you like better? Uh, uh, seven songs from five different artists this year or a Super Bowl halftime show like last year where The Weeknd plays five to seven songs that are all his, all bangers. Like, which one would you prefer? I, that's part of the reason I said I, 
the only reason I said I could have done without Mary J. Blige is because I so badly wanted like one more Kendrick, one more Eminem song. Like I would just wanted yeah. a little bit more of the rappers there that I actually like love. And it was not even necessarily a slight on like Mary J. Blige or whatever. I just would have liked more of my personal favorites. That's all that was. Well, I, abs- I absolutely agree with you, even though I won't say it on live on a podcast. This yeah. was my favorite halftime show since I believe you. Prince. <laughs> and I think that was 2007. Michael Remember, Jackson literally just stands here not because, singing for And the so crowd long. goes crazy because that's what he used to do when he was on the like the world tours. Is that yeah. start a show if you too. watch the Prince one, he does that for a second too. He just stands. Oh, not like MJ. Today. No, I'll not I'm just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Prince also does it where he's just like superhero pose. I love that shit, man. You know what I would like to see at the halftime show? Do you remember earlier in this whole situation that we're in when we were singing sea shanties? Mm. Oh, I love a good sea shanty. Yeah, yeah, Imagine that for a Super Bowl show. Just a bunch of like sea shanties (laughs) sang and a bunch of old sailors telling (laughs) stories. That's a good one. Oh, man. That's going to get the the people going. Exactly. Second (laughs) half after some sea shanties. Let's do this thing. (laughs) It reminds me of that, that TikTok video where the two guys are in the car. And the one guy's singing it, the other guy's filming. He's like, "Look at this guy! What is going on?" And then, and then like, by the end, the he's into it. Like, it. This is actually pretty fired. He's getting into it, <laughs> and then the next one, he's like full on singing the words. He's like, "This shit fire!" My brother-in-law, it is fire. Shout out Jappa. They're PEI folk, and they're like, "Sweet sea shanties are coming back." I'm like, "I don't know how long it's going to last for before we go all in on this. This might just be like when Lou Bega thought the Mambo was coming back, and it really Mambo wasn't." Five. There's, there's, there's. You'll you see like it's coming. Sea- you like a good sea shanty. You know, the guy that sings, take me to church, that guy hosier or whatever, yeah, yeah. however you say it. He's got a thick, thick Scottish accent. And if you go on YouTube, like the whiskey humor song or something like that, he's got, it's like a shanty and it's unbelievable. <laughs> he does it without any instruments. If you're into that kind of thing, look it up. You'll love it. Cause I did. And then you'll enjoy the 2023 Super Bowl if you're into that, because yeah. it's sea shanties. It's been confirmed. Everybody's going to love the sea. Who would you like to see in all seriousness? 2023 Super Bowl. Like, I just feel like it's going to be so hard to top what they did this year in terms of like a hype perspective. Do you want me to predict what I predict will be yeah. 2023? I thought about this. Okay. How can they outdo this? They're going to have BTS. Oh, and BTS is yeah. going to perform. Oh my God. And hold on. Cause BTS has hits with a lot of the acts in North America. Like BTS. Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Watch. That's my prediction. Wanye Locke. I don't bet on sports. I don't understand football. But the only way to outdo this is to find a bigger collective in 2023. And the only thing bigger than hip hop is BTS. I was thinking that since they saw, this was my guess, since they saw how big this one was, they go right back to hip hop again next year. Jay-Z and Kanye. Well, Jay-Z and said so, no. So you really? like, yeah, Jay-Z they, they offered down. to him like uh, three years in a row, I thought. Yeah, and he said no every time because they don't pay. Respect. I yeah, they I, pay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. It's funny you ask this because it makes it gets me thinking. Like, okay, if you go away from hip hop, you can either go to like a a pop act, which BTS is probably the king of right now, and then or you can go to like a band, like a like a legit band. I can't think of well, any like, who's bands. a band big enough like, right now to do it. No, there you'd have to go old school. Uh, really isn't yeah are you suggesting wham get back together oh, that's what i was to dig george michael up and throw him out there well, what was the other no. guy's name richard archelby gotta- <laughs> josh archibald <laughs> a, band, a band plays their instruments though wham didn't play their instruments they played air guitar they played hair hair dryers so they could get their hair poofy <laughs> um what about this 2023 super bowl bieber Beavs would be sweet that that'd be not obviously this level of hype 
But if you want to talk about an act that would probably outperform the game, Bieber would, I think. Yeah, it depends on where he's at in his okay, life. Okay, I got yeah. one. But I want them to drag out DJ and, Khaled and Wheezy and all of them so they could do... Uh, that's what uh, I was just... Yeah. I was just going to say that. Beg Milk, you, you, you nailed it. What he, when he said Bieber, it basically made me think, if you brought out DJ Khaled and then just brought out the people that sang his hit, like... Drake Lil comes Wayne, out and does Popstar? Justin Bieber... The, the weekend, yeah, like. But you have to remember, like, this was the first halftime hip hop show mm-hmm. yeah. in 2022. Like, mm-hmm. the NFL hadn't heard of hip hop prior to this point. <laughs> are there any this? other genres you that are popular? Hey, so the other day you know I was Drake reading. Would do it. Well, Driz, you know he would. Drake, Drake. Drake. Watch you know out, it's BTS. It. What do I get? What do I get for a prize when it's BTS next year? I think that's a really good pick. Thank you. I think it is too. I didn't even think about that. Multicultural, global yeah. audience, Korean people will watch yeah, the but, Super Bowl. Oh man. But just like, you got to think production and the NFL is so heavily based in older white men, men in power. And so like, how would they justify? And when they're, they're going to play because like BTS has hits with all sorts of non scary to white people bands. Like Coldplay. I've never seen so, a white guy get so, scared so of Coldplay in my life. You're in a production. It's a bit too edgy for me, Coldplay. I'm not into this. Para, para, you're sell, you're selling BTS like, in, a, in, a, in a production meeting, and you're saying to them, look. Here are the numbers bring of BTS. in all these acts like Coldplay. We can bring in, like, I don't really know who BTS has songs with, but they can kind of hit your demo, but you bring in all the millions of BTS fans that will tune in for the game. That'll make your ratings. Watch the halftime show. I think it's a really good pick. BTS is a solid pick. Thank you very much. It's as though I have control over the Super Bowl, and I do because I said it first. Who else do they have features with? I'm trying to Google it. They have lots and lots of folks. I think they go back to hip-hop again. Yeah, I think they do too. Actually, I think they try to ride this. Imagine they had a global hip hop board, and they're like, "Now the South raps, now the East oh, raps, now the yes. King of the North Drake raps," and then they well, just dude, fucking no, three hey, six wait. mafia going out there. I'm all over it. Yeah, wait, what wasn't it like just two or like three or four years ago where the Super Bowl was in the South, like Atlanta or something, and Big Boy and like Outkast did it with people from the South, or am I dreaming that? I think that's a dream you had. You might be remembering a MLS game list. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. That was the game between Atlanta FC and Red Bull, New York Um, list of Super Bowl halftime shows. Let's take a trip down memory lane here. Um, In 1970, the theme was tribute to Mardi Gras. Oh boy. Um, I don't recognize any of those performers. Do let's the last go in, four years. Yeah, let's go in recent. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go in 1963, Starland <laughs> Vocal Band performed. Yeah, yeah. Afternoon Delights of Smash Hit. Uh, the weekend last year, Shakira and J-Lo. That was the closing ceremonies for humanity in 2020. Yep. It was. That was correct. Because nothing was happening right. then, and everybody was like, hooray. And then two hours later. Uh, also made me remember how much. Charles, you're correct. 2019, Maroon 5 headlined with appearances from Travis Scott and Big Boy. So it wasn't a full embrace of hip hop with Maroon 5 there. But a year before that, uh, Justin Timberlake featuring the University of Minnesota marching band. That was when he took the selfie in the crowd. Remember Lady Gaga? Uh, A year before that was Coldplay with Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Dancing Mm. Sharks. Yeah, Dancing Sharks. Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Beyonce with Destiny's Child in New Orleans in 2013. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, holy fuck! What a lose lineup. my breath. I can still remember them performing that. What is that? 2013. Say that my 2013, name. Yeah. Everybody loves <laughs> say my name. Uh, 2012. Madonna 
featuring LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, and a bunch of high school drum lines. That one was so bad. A uh, year before that, Black Eyed Peas with Usher and Slash. Dope. 2010, Sun Life Stadium in Miami, The Who. Then before that, Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince. Prince Good rules. One. Prince was the best. Rolling Stone, guys- Paul McCartney. <laughs> Now that you just brought up Black Eyed Peas, have you guys ever seen the video of um, Fergie singing the national anthem at the All-Star, the basketball, the NBA All-Star game? Terrible. And like Steph, them, all the players like looking across each other and trying not to laugh. And it's like, you know, when you were in school and the teacher's like scolding you, you're trying not to look at your buddies because you know it's going to make you laugh. Don't do your remix of the anthems. Nobody has ever remixed the anthems and made it better. Like, I got my little spin on things. Don't put your spin on things. But Chalmers, what did I tell you when we were talking about Super Bowl bets? You bet the over on the anthem every single time. Every time. Did you see, did you guys see the anthem? That that Mickey Guyton, she's a country singer and she is unbelievable. And I, I thought she was trying to like, she was trying to hone in her inner Whitney there for that, like for the anthem. Cause she, she did good. And that is what it reminded me of like the iconic wheel. I think it was the world series where um, Whitney sang it at. All right. Unbelievable. Mm. Whitney had some pipes. She'd have been at, did she ever do the halftime show? Uh, well, not that question. I saw on here. She'd be um, unbelievable. I bet you she's, she's done an right. anthem or two. That wouldn't surprise me. How about the rock at the beginning? What the hell? The NFL is just like, we have unlimited money. Any ideas? I don't know. We could have the Beatles reunite. Aren't two of them dead? <laughs> Next idea. Let's bring the rock out. Just have them that yell at the so- crowd. What the fuck? Why? Why? I just also love weird. that the it- rock is three times the size he was as a wrestler. Yeah, he's 70. He's fucking huge. Why though? How Why old is the rock? Why have the rock come yell just to amp up everybody? Wayne Johnson. We think, love the rock. Can I get guesses on how old you guys think? 53, 58, Charles. 54. Yes. all went over. He's only 49. Actually. Oh, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was late fifties. If we're being honest. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. He makes me tired. Mm, yep. He makes me tired too. He's on the juice. He's going to be president. Allegedly in Chalmers opinion. <sighs> he has more yep. credibility with people than most politicians when he polls. People feel like the rock. He's one of the highest box office actors in the world. So I would see people voting for him just because he's like, I like that movie you're in. He's like, boy, if they try to mess with us, (laughs) I'm going to raise my eyebrow and send some air nukes over. (laughs) Yay. Um, He was making like $50 million a year. What the hell would he want to be the president for? Power. Clout. Well, buddy, didn't you see his Instagram, that song that he made? I got money. I got power. He just got, he got the power. We stay hungry. We don't have power. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, Ro- Rock yeah, wrote a the, song? The Rock's in a rap, man. Oh, dear. He got big on TikTok. Oh, so no. big on TikTok. I like, I like TikTok for the hip-hop off collapse. He would have been better off that at the beginning of the game. I would have loved to see that. Although he, he yeah. did his shtick, you know? The, the, the Super Bowl has come back. Finally. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, he should have done like the smell what the rock is cooking and all like gone right into the rock. Yeah, I would like to see all the crowd, all the taglines. He is probably the best hype guy ever. Maybe that's why they had him do it. Him or that Royal Rumble guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Let's get ready, Rumble guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy makes a mint off saying those words. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And he's done. Like before the fight even starts, he's like, "Well, another night for me. I guess I'll go home." 
He, I, I read that he gets up to six figures just to say that one sentence. What's his name again? Bruce Buffer? I don't remember. Let's get ready I was to reading about Rumbo. Michael Buffer. R-U-M-B-O. Rumbo. But oh, Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. Bruce, Bruce Buffer is the UFC guy. Yeah. Bruce Banner? That's the Hulk. Yeah. Buffer. <laughs> Warren Buffett? How much Warren does Buffett. Michael Buffer get per paid appearance? It's like, it's like six figures, isn't it? How much does Michael Buffer make for every fight? This is from an article in January. According to Celebrity Net Worth, Buffer earns between 25K and 100K for every fight that yeah. he does that at. Just to say, let's get ready to rumble. What a fucking gig. It's wild. I need a catchphrase. So you're M. Chuck and mm-hmm. Bag Milk. I know you didn't bet on it, but how'd you guys make what? out on the Super Bowl? Government name. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't bet very Monday, much. I mean, <laughs> I didn't bet very much Chalmers, but I bet the over on the anthem hit that. I bet blue Gatorade hit that. And I also hit the coin toss. Those were the only bets I had. And I got all three. Uh, if we were to say I wagered five units, I lost 0.75 units. I had a lot on the over. Um, I did nail a couple teaser bets, which was nice. And uh, I nailed OBJ first touchdown. You missed the first part of the podcast Chalmers where Tyler was basically just talking about how rich he is now. Mm-hmm. Fans himself with oh, money, good. sleeps yep. on, you know, dollar bills. What was the story you oh, told you Charles can- about? Like when was it you who's telling the no? Never mind, it was someone else. A different podcast. Oh my god, what were you gonna say? <laughs> the I'll story, make stuff up to so, add it. Someone told me a story about how, like, the first time they ever went to Vegas, they went in one like three hundred dollars, and when they went to go cash out, they got it in like all fives so that they could sleep on it. Oh no. $300 and fives is not that many bills. Really? Not me. I can tell you a story about Chalmers in Vegas. When we went to Vegas, we're like freshly 23, 22, 21, somewhere in there. And Chalmers insisted we all go, we go down and we won. Remember we took a limo around town. Chalmers eating Krispy Kremes. Oh yeah. And then we took a limo to the Bellagio. We each had like $800 or something. And we're like, we're going to take this bitch down. And like 15 seconds later, we were all walking out of Bellagio whistling. We showed up in a limo and we left empty handed. Not 20 minutes later. Last time I was in a limo in Vegas, I ended up at Spearmint Rhino. And that's where I learned that a double rum and Coke is like $65. It is the wildest thing about Vegas is that where I'll sit there in the casino, just playing the games, free booze. Beer, rye, what? Well, they want you to put your shekels down on them tables. Yeah, so that's fine. You go to a gas station and you can get a fucking massive 24 ounce count of beer for like three bucks. And then you step into like a fast food restaurant or a night, whatever kind of restaurant it is, that beer is now $13. And it's like, so they got to pay for everything, man. I know, but I just, my windows are free. But (laughs) just in my head, I'm like, you know, you could just get loaded before you go anywhere and drink water. Well, you could, sure. But it's not as much fun. <laughs> but then you're not as fun as when yeah. you got the big guitar, you know, slurpy thing. Yeah, and you're neck. playing that thing. Yeah. That was the other thing, too. Like, so I just they, could have imagine they're rolling out the best table in the place for you, and you're like, we're hammered. Get us a bunch of water. <laughs> yeah. And we want the front table. You run away to the yeah, gas station, no. come back with an armful of tallies. When <laughs> we were there on the last nation vacation, they kept getting upset with us. We were playing craps, but we kept putting our case of white claws on the table. They're like, stop putting your white claws on the fucking Never. table, you idiots. Uh, okay, Charles, I wanted to save this conversation. We only got like 10 minutes left in the pod or around there, I guess. Um, wanted to save this for you because it's Olympic based. Uh, Team Canada's women. Canada's women have been carrying them through now a summer and a winter games. A hell of a performance. Probably the most dominant hockey team Canada's ever put together. Stomping people. Everyone. And the game ended up being close, but Canada was in control of that whole hockey game. Marie-Philippe Poulin is probably the most clutch hockey player Canada's ever produced. What was the stat? I I would look it up, but I can't get it. Four 
four gold medal games she's yeah. played in. She scored 70% of Canada's goals in them. <laughs> she's the, like she's got what? Three golden goals, three golden goals. She's the only hockey player to ever score in four Olympic gold medal games. It's nuts what she's been able to do. Yeah. Um, anyway, able to do another one. I don't, I don't know. How old is she? Well, she was 18 in Vancouver. So she would be like 32 now. So maybe, maybe yeah, there's still one more. And then if I you're Marie, five. if you're Marie Philippe plan, do you not sit there and be like, you know what? No, I think, I think, yeah, maybe you push. No, it. go for it. Anyways. Did any of you guys so stay up good. and watch that game? I, I did. Yeah, it was great. Charles Olympic guy. No, I did not. Ah. I also made jello <laughs> for the first time week. last night. You I know, I night. missed, I, I, I it was birthday weekend plus the Super Bowl. Man, I basically, I've been really out of it up until about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> this whole week, it's been like just a piano tied to my back. And so, yeah, no, I haven't been staying up very late. I've lost, I fell off my Olympic coverage. It's just, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a real a bit life. Of a, a haul. So no, but I did. Real life I did got hear in the way, Chalmers. And, and that is, how in God's name can you have a referee? from one of the countries of the team playing in the gold medal game. How is that possible? Cause they're professionals, but it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have an American referee refing the American Canadian hockey game. Why doesn't the in referee the code of conduct supersede what country you're from? Don't they swear allegiance oh, to an international I mean, the, On the men's side, they won't do it. Really? I believe. Yeah. It was interesting, Charles. I did notice that. But I mean, I, I also think maybe because it's all female officials, right? So I think it just comes down to putting the yeah. best ones out there. Uh, the other thing with Marie-Philippe Poulin is she scores two goals last night. Mm-hmm. Huge part of their win. She gets a penalty late for just fucking steamrolling yeah, someone. Like that was a pretty dirty yeah, a hit. Solid hit. And she goes to the penalty box and she's too short. Like her feet don't touch the ground in the penalty box. So she was just sitting there like kicked back, looking up at the clock like, yeah, we're up by two and like kind of swinging her oh, feet. Man. It was so funny. Like the ultimate like, oh yeah, we're fucking good. I took the penalty. Who cares? I liked her banging on the glass from in there too. Yeah, that was good and stuff. It was fun. That was, was a good game. Good gold medal game. Those two never really disappoint. Um, unless you had Canada minus one and a half, like I did and some other people. And that made me mad. I just kept sending. Well, congratulations fr- for the Canadian women. Too bad for the Canadian men. What a disappointment they were. Fucking Anton Lander put the nail in the yeah, coffin. Anton Lander. Anton Lander. <laughs> so funny. Um, it's always, it's always the next Oiler, man, to break your heart. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the Oilers, I, do you guys probably talked a bit about the Oilers? They're back. Oh yeah. So that's Do you think so, so Chalmers? Are you feeling back. good? They're back. Oh, they're back. Good? Oh, you got wood, again, you got wood for Woodcroft? I got wood for Woodcroft. Three and oh, baby. I, I didn't. The best. He's already I got like more him. coaching I wins mean, in Dallas Akins as an Oilers coach. That was, that was a, a great tweet. tweet. <laughs> so good. It made me laugh. Thank you, thank so you. I got a question. I got a question. And this is for you guys who know caps and you know the structure of a hockey team. Now. Uh, Kokkinen's in the COVID protocol and like and Stuart Skinner are playing. Skinner plays and he gets a shutout. We all know it. He looked awesome. We loved him. Mike Smith comes in, gives up kind of a garbage goal. Still like him. He battled back, whatever. The next day, Kokkinen comes off COVID protocol and Skinner is sent down. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, is my, 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 and, and the reason I'm asking is because I just don't delve deep in this, but my kids looked at me and were like, how can they trade him down? Why can't they just like, and they don't really know how waivers work and all that, but they're like, why can't they just do something with Koskinen? And I'm like, well, we can't trade him. Cause, and they're like, yeah, he's gay. He makes too much money, but smart kids. Why, why can't he be put on waivers? 
He uh, he's got a no move. No, he's he? got a no trade. They could put him on waivers if they wanted to. He's got a modified no trade that says he submits a 15 team list. So if he had a and no so move, he, they couldn't send him down, but they can send him down. Okay, so you're Emchuk and, and Bag Milk you, and Wanya, you might know this too. I don't know. All three of you. Unlikely, now, but I like that he, you included me. <laughs> if, he does, if, he, if he does clear waivers, doesn't that do something to his pay? Doesn't that give it us would, a break on his it would bury $1.1 million of his cap hit. So the Oilers would actually have $350,000 of more cap space with Skinner on the roster versus Koskinen. Okay. So why isn't this being looked at or being done? Have you heard anything? Is this just, are we too scared to lose Koskinen and go I'm on with just Mike Smith and Stuart <laughs> Skinner? Like what do we think that is? Because it just seems crazy to me to watch Skinner play as well as he did. And then, and we have goaltending problems just to send them back down. And Tyler, it's like, Tyler, you should take this. Cause you were getting fired up on the pregame show. Yeah. I, I had a big rant about this on the pregame show. So I'm pretty spent. Um, but I <laughs> 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 uh, play the pregame show. Yeah, for just right run now. it back. Uh, it's stupid, man. Like if you're a hockey team, you or an, an NHL hockey team, you should be putting the best roster out every game. And Stuart Skinner has the best numbers of those three goalies. When he's in net, I have the most confidence in him out of those three goalies. And I just don't think Miko Koskinen has the upside. Like Stuart Skinner, I think legitimately would have the chance to be one of those goalies who gets stupid hot for two weeks and just is unbeatable. And that's the kind of guy you need to win you playoff rounds. I don't have that same confidence that Miko Koskinen can go six games in a row with a 930 save percentage. I just they don't were sending really... down Skinner. They did. Oh, yeah. but then. Oh, so that's no, why that's it's Koskinen why and Smith. That's, that's the problem coming up. Oh, oh, I see the news on Instagram when I wake up in the morning saying Stuart Skinner has been sent down to Bakersfield and Co- and Miko Koskinen has been brought off of the COVID protocol. And I just, I just, I just like shake my head and look to the ground because I'm just like, what, what are we doing? It's like, we have one major glaring problem. Like name has been huge on our back end right now. Like, our forwards seem to be kind of clicking. McDay, uh, uh, Vander Kane's doing exactly what a Vander Kane does. And he fucking is, popped Lemieux in the mouth. So fucking funny. So good. Is he going to get suspended for that or no? No, he no, didn't. No, no, no. He's in the lineup tonight. Quick two minutes. No problem. The NHL was like, oh, you hit Brendan Lemieux. You're good. What are we doing, Chalmers? We're doing it's, the fall for Hall. Is that not this year? Is that not what we're doing this year? It's, uh, calling, sorry, it's, it's play wrong for right because it's Shane Wright's draft. Sorry. What's that, Charles? Reputable people calling for six games for Evander Kane. Who was that about? Who is it? Who are these reputable people? Is it Frank Saravalli? He's been compromised. Mm-hmm. Spit six oh, games for oh, that. Yeah. Oh, Charles, boy. six games. They usually are on the player That's a reputable. That. Is Do you have guy, beef with spitting chicklets? No, I don't. I no, just don't, like when, I I just don't like when Chalmers brings them up. It's oh. like, bro, they're competing podcasts. Well, you asked. I wasn't gonna. You can bring them up. Charles, who gives a shit? We're all part of the culture. It's just on Instagram. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised he didn't get suspended. He also, remember when he fucking elbowed Suzuki yeah, in the head in his I first game? David? No, it was Kane. Oh, we were like, he just really, really upset with his nature takes. Hmm. I, <laughs> I, um... I, I, I was having an argument with one of my buddies too about uh, the way that Evander Kane um, handled the question about going back to San Jose. Now, I know he's been asked that a million times before, like at the beginning when he signed with Edmonton. But this is him going back. And so he had to know that that question was coming. And so anybody with a little bit of like foresight 
would have thought, okay, that question is going to come. I can handle it one or two ways. I can either be impatient and I can be testy and it can look like shit and I can do exactly what I did. The Rocky Words theory. I can, or I can, I can say to them, you know, just have like this boxed answer that is so the other of an answer. Tito and just diffuse the whole situation. How do you not have enough self-awareness to know how to handle that? Because he Evander Kane is a fucking circus, and this is why we shouldn't have traded for him, and it's just starting, not ending. This isn't the end of Evander Kane acting the fool. It's the beginning. Yeah, like that's just his first press conference here in Edmonton. How many things did he say that you were like ever best boy ever? I'm being good. I'm being nice. Don't worry about me. I'm a good guy. You don't have to worry about me. Yeah. And it's just you can't expect the guy. He's not going to change. He's in year whatever. Like we knew signing him circus off the ice headlines off the ice. He'll play great on the ice. And what's it been been like headlines off the ice. Good play on the ice. So there you go. That's Evander Kane, baby. I'm going to say something and I'd like you to delete this from the podcast after (laughs) one second. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, Vander Kane is just uh, drama off the ice, as always. Can you believe that thing I just told you, though? <laughs> Pretty wild. That uh, thing that happened? Let the record show that Wanye, who always yells at me for taking stuff out of the podcast, directly said he wanted something taken out of the podcast. I self-censored. That was yeah, funny. Um, yeah, all right. Game day tonight. <laughs> so are we betting a million dollars on the Oilers tonight? I mean, they puck can't line, lose, right? Puck line, puck line, puck line, puck line, puck They're line. on fire. All the old problems are gone. Anaheim played last night. Let's get it. John Gibson is sleepy because he also played last night and got pulled. And he had what? He had to sleep in a hotel room in Calgary or whatever. What Come happened? On. They played in Calgary last oh. night. So he had to sleep in a hotel room. I was Calgary's rolling. It drive me crazy. Calgary's fucking hot. And they got it was Foley. it was nice. I was getting really, really down on McLovin, but he finally scored. But I I've been kind of hypersensitive watching him recently, and I've been pretty down on his play as of late. And uh, so it was nice to see him score. Hopefully yeah. he can build on that. Because there's a couple of guys. Very- there's a few Ryan. guys that got off the Schneid last week. Uh, Yamamoto scored. He had been a Yamo, Yeah. Pulley Arby scored. Fogle. Derek Ryan didn't technically score, but he deflected that one puck that went off Fogel's leg. And then I thought he should have gotten credit for another one there. Yeah, Derek Ryan. Daryl's goal. Yeah, Daryl's goal. He's been playing great. He's been playing really good. That third line, they found something there. And I mean, if you can get yeah. Holloway up here and you get Cassie and healthy, you're all of a sudden looking at a forward group. That's going to be pretty good. And I know I've said that a lot of times. And my boy the- seems to be back. Nuggy? Nuge is back. Yeah, Nuge is back. He's he had a couple. I do have, I do, I do like having a big crushing defenseman too. That is, that what is Nick, really nice. What nickname do you like for Marcus Niemelainen? And I asked this on the pregame show. You got McDavid called them Teppo as in like Teppo Newmanen. Ah! Yeah, no, I know exactly <laughs> what that is. That's a great nickname. Uh, someone in my great. Twitter mentions called him Meanalinen because he's mean, little wordy. Okay. And then there's just Nemo. Yeah. So I heard Mike Smith call him Nemo when he was passive aggressively saying that that first goal was his his mistake. Um, Classic Schmitty. Yeah. I I like Tempo the best. I like Nemo the second best, and I like Meanalinen. Meanalinen's like a T-shirt design. <laughs> yeah. It's like not it. easy to say though. No, no. Nicknames are supposed to roll off the tongue. Nemo Tempo, Tempo sure the fuck does. And Tempo's nice because like you got to get it to get it. Yeah, but he's Tempo a mean boy. <laughs> he's a mean boy, and I love watching him play. He brings a flavor to the others that they don't have. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, hopefully, they keep it rolling tonight. They wrap. Will. Should four we two. wrap? Should we wrap? Four two win. Okay, we're wrapping. Thank you. All right. Four should two we wrap. Win. Yeah. You know what? You know who else should wrap? Kanye. Stick to rapping. 
Stop getting in beef his... on Twitter and airing all your dirty laundry. Kanye, put the phone away, my man. This his is not verse... how you get your wife back. You he doesn't want her back. Her this is all for show. Instagram. This is not what you do. Anybody He's out Kardashian Kardashians. He's out Kardashian if Kardashians. Ever, he went to the Super Bowl, Chalmers, in a van, trending number one in the world for spilling drama on social media. He's out Kardashianing the Kardashians. This is, this is the lose your pride, unself-aware handbook. Of he just how sold his documentary to, to, to your Netflix for $30 million. Get a rebound girl that nobody cares about. Parade her around. Check. Next. <laughs> Uncle Jones. Tell her on social media how much you you love her and how much you want her back. And put everything on on Instagram because that's what's going to get her back. Chalmers, like, he did way better than that. Do you know what he did for Kim? Oh, a truck full of roses? Uh, cool. No, when he went to Ray J's recently and bought the laptop off of him that has the only remaining copy of their sex tape that she stressed out her whole life he was going to release, Kanye went and met with Ray J and gave him an undisclosed amount of money and gave her the laptop as a present. That's actually and extremely... And Davidson! It, do you believe everything you see on TV, Chalmers? Do you think Care Bears actually shoot logos out their chests? She's not with Pete Davidson. This is a news cycle. So the rubes eat it up. I think Pete Davidson's out here crushing. He gets a lot of good quality ladies. I don't think he is. I mean, those two, him and MGK and then and, and Barker. I mean, Jesus, what are we doing? It's just, I just want to cancel. Like, I just want the Kardashians and, and their whole orbit to Six just go away because they ruin men. You know who's next? Devontae Booker, whatever his name is. Corey Booker? He just broke them. up with Rosario Dawson. You're talking about the that's basketball a very, player? Very no, that's funny Devin joke. Booker. That's a politician who legitimately... Devin Booker, that's right. Devin Booker. He's saying Corey Booker. The as politician. Like, the, the politician was dating Rosario Dawson? That is correct. Until within a week. What the fuck are we talking about? Sports. I think Chris Humphreys wow. is time to I believe back you'll and... check the podcast notes. This is an Oilers podcast. Here. I'm mm, fair enough. Um, speaking of Kanye rapping, his verse on that song, 504's new song, it's mm. very, very good. Very good. Very good. And he squashes the beef with Drake, too. song called? Uh, that's a good question. I heard it for the Fabio first time. Fabio Foreign is this guy's name. Um, okay. What about, what about the, Maybe the Push a T video where he's doing the Toxic Two Step, a dance he invented called the Toxic Two Step? Have you seen that? Uh, right. I'd like to see that. Chalmers, don't get mad at Kanye. He's having a life, man. He's got nobody. City, City of I Gods guess. by 504. City of Fabio Foreign. Right. Good song. Do you, do you know why I'm mad at him? Is because I, like, when it comes to like hip hop and there's still albums. I listen to music a lot. He's on top, man. Don't be mad at Kanye. He's the number one guy. Chalmers, if you don't want to get mad at Kanye, you can't get mad at Method Man's new song that Wanye sent me. It's a fucking smash. I haven't heard it. But one listen, of the top when Chalmers. I go back to hold old on. Albums, <laughs> Chalmers loves Wu Tang like no other. What if I told you, Chalmers, there's a Method Man song out now as good as any Wu Tang song ever? It's so good, dude. It's so good, Chalmers. Not as good as Triumph. No, Triumph but it's is the greatest rap song ever. Okay, made. but this yeah, is but like, the top ten. We're Wu-Tang talking twenty twenty two. Method Man drops one, and he's jacked in the video. You mean the guy who's apparently the best lawyer in New York in Law and Order New York? What? <laughs> Method Man's in Law and Order New York. <laughs> Are we wrapping he's up? Law and Order where he's like, where his character is the most powerful lawyer in New York. Method Man. I'd love to see him go against. The guy in suits, whatever his name is. 
I drank uh, Meghan like, Markle. I drank a 30 ounce bottle of water here. Are we going to wrap this up right away? <laughs> we can like, just keep going like this. We're never going to yeah, run out of this go. level of topic. We're not going to run out of yeah. episode 356 of the real life podcast brought to you by the HGA group. Shout out to them. DoorDash trades link and uh, twig and berries and oodle noodle. All of our great sponsors. Have a good See one. You, go Oilers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.